the thought for tonight is uh, never lose your sense of adventure. And, um, and I guess maybe it's associated with uh, maybe younger people who have a, a real sense of adventure as they're building their experience in this life. But uh, I think we never grow old. I think we always have our sense of adventure. We never kind of uh, lose that. Maybe we need a bit of a spark from time to time to reinvigorate it. But... Uh, it's something that we hold uh, you know, close to us. And so we're going to start in Matthew in uh, chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 18. We're going to talk about how the Lord called these four young men and set them off on this wonderful adventure. In verse 18 it says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting it into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And in verse 20 it says, And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw two other brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them, and immediately they left their ship and their father, and they followed him. And uh, you... um. You get a real sense of these are pretty young men. You know, you would have thought uh, it's an assumption, but you would kind of think that being a fisherman isn't an easy occupation back in those days. You couldn't kind of hook up a net to a motor to wind it up. You had to be a pretty young and fit type of man to throw a net into the sea, you know, two, you know, 100, 200 times, you know, in a, in a, in a fishing trip. And so you would kind of think that these are, you know, very young men, and especially if they're in the ship with their father, um, and Dad's still able to, to to fish in that way. You kind of think these are very young men, and and the Lord offered these four young men this adventure. He said that I would, if you would come with me, if you would follow me, if you would trust me with your life, I would make you fishers of men. And um, you know, he kind of uh, they just saw something miraculous. You know, uh, they had been you know fishing all night, and the Lord came to them and. He said, trust me, throw your net into the sea, and they did that, and they you know, captured a boat full of fish. And so the Lord had their attention, a boat full of fish. They're exhausted bringing these, you know, these uh, fish into the boat. The nets uh, uh, that they were mending had to be mended again because they, got, they were broken as they tried to bring this huge haul into, uh, into the uh, ship. And so when the Lord said, follow me, trust me, I will make you fishers of men. You, you know, you kind of, if you look up seek and look up the job, fishers of men, you won't get too much of a job description. And I don't think even the young men knew, what's a fisher of men? But if I was going to see more of that, then I'm coming with you. If I'm going to see the reaction on people's faces on the shore when they saw what had happened, I want to be a fisher of men. I'm signing up for that occupation, and that's exactly uh, what happened. And uh, the great fisher of men, Jesus Christ, uh, was calling for apprentices to say, come on, uh, come on this adventure, I will make you the same as me. And, and even though they were, in a way, they had the same occupation, but as we read through the Gospels, they were different in character, these men, um, you know, uh, in, in different ways, but... Uh, and even, but that didn't really bother them that were different in character. They just wanted to be with this man Jesus. They just, you know, they, they barely knew him, but he showed them something that really sparked their sense of adventure. 
that they left everything and followed him to kind of uh, to see more of what Jesus had already shown them. And that's um, and in Mark 13, if you to turn to them, verse 11, just to kind of uh, tie something in that I'd like to make a point of, and it says here in verse 11, but when uh, Jesus speaking, he says, when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought before what you shall speak, neither did ye premeditate, but whatsoever shall be given but whatsoever shall be given you in that hour that sh- speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. And so the Lord has gave a little bit of a uh, instruction saying that becoming a fisher of men is not about you. I will make you the fisher of men. Don't worry about, uh, don't bother looking it up, you know, the job description. I'm going to make you into this person of the sense, with the sense of adventure. I will make you fishers of men. And the Lord is saying, I don't even want you to rehearse the words. I don't even want you to kind of make this a natural thing anymore. Um, this is a spiritual thing I'm calling you to. Not even to kind of think, what shall I say? What should I tell people when I go down to the mall, when I go down to colonnades? Uh, the Lord is saying, don't even rehearse at home what you're going to say because it's not what you're going to say. I will give you the words to say. I will make you fishers of men. And so, um, and of course, you know, we get this little bit of a, uh, an insight here, but it says, um, you will not know the words to speak, but the Holy Ghost will teach you. And later on they'll discover that it's the Holy Ghost that would give them the words. It was the Holy Ghost that would give them the vision, the understanding, would give them the skill, would give them the temperance. It would give them the courage. It would give them the strength. It would give them the discernment to understand the situation and uh, it would cause the light to shine in them that it would attract all men unto them. And this is the adventure the Lord called these men to. When, and of course, as I say that, we think about ourselves. This is the adventure that the Lord called us to, to be the light of the well, to go out and to spread the gospel. And in this, you know, he, he said that, you know, he would thrill us, he would delight us, he would excite us. He'd make the hairs of the back of our neck stand up. He would give us our own miraculous experiences in receiving the Holy Spirit, but also as we went out and became the, you know, the fishers of men that we would see things that we could tell a story. And that's, and that's where our sense of adventure kind of comes from. Lord, show me something that I can go back and tell the story. And uh, and I'm sure every every one of us have got those stories, and the delight it gives us to kind of tell that story um, to others after the Lord has just you know given us this this haul of fish, this abundance that comes into our life. And so, like I said later on, the beginning of this the greatest life adventure began when they received the Holy Spirit, because it was then that they understood that. Uh, you know, what that promise God gave them, the Lord gave them, that they would become fishers of men. They would be given, um, you know, ability beyond this world um, to really explain the kingdom of God and bring all men unto unto the Lord. And so in Acts 2, we know the story happened in the book of Acts. In Acts 2, they received the promise of the Holy Spirit. Um, they realized this fulfillment as they spoke out in other tongues. And on that day, Peter stands up and explains um, you know, uh, what is this? He understood exactly what was happening. Um, and 2,000 were added unto the church, 120 received the Holy Spirit, as well as those 2,000. 
Um, and uh, there was great amazement, excitement that this adventure had now begun. All of a sudden, Peter, who didn't, couldn't find his words days before, you know, um, in a now, in a, in a, just over a month before, he couldn't find his words. Now, all of a sudden, he can explain the Holy Ghost experience. He can quote from the prophet Joel. He can stand up to the same people that he couldn't stand up before. So the Lord was true when he said he would give us the strength, he would give us the words, give us the temperance, give us the discernment to become the fishers of men. But I think some of their greatest moment, and uh, I do want to focus on this, this unlikely team of Peter and John. It's an unlikely team, and we'll talk about it a little bit more, but in Acts 3 is one of their greatest moments together. Um, they were called together. They uh, had done a lot together. They, um, they had a funny kind of a relationship. You know, uh, they, they knew each other before the Lord had come along because we read that in the Scriptures that they worked together as fishermen, and then the Lord called them at the same time. They went to the Mount Transfiguration together. But on the other side, there was a bit of conflict between the two. I don't know if you remember the story when um, uh, the mother of uh, John and James quietly goes to the Lord and says, please give my son's privilege in the kingdom of God. And, uh, and, uh, and it upset all the rest of the disciples. And I think Peter would have been chief of the most upset of those disciples, a bit of an assumption, but but then we you know, read in, in John 21, after the Lord had uh, risen from the dead and they're sitting by the uh, by the side of the lake there cooking the fish that they hadn't caught, uh, that the Lord caught, and um, the Lord is actually saying to Peter and telling him about how, what kind of death he would die. He'd have a premature death. And uh, remember those famous words when Peter kind of says, well, what about him? What about John? What about the teacher's pet? What are you going to do with him? If you're giving me such bad news, what about this guy here, the one that you love so much? What are you going to do for him type of thing? And so they become a, a um, I guess what is the, what the point I'm trying to make is that sometimes the most unlikely teams become the greatest teams when it becomes um, in the quest, in the adventure of fishing for men. And, and when you read through you know, now Acts, they're doing the greatest things together. There's no more of that kind of insecurity that you see from Peter's side. But in Acts 3, we read here now, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, so try and keep up with me because it's short of time. But now Peter and John went up together in verse 2, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried. Verse 3, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked of arms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And in verse 6, you know, uh, these incredible words that only the chief fisher of men can give you. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And so the promise was true. Peter didn't rehearse that at home. It was given to him at that moment because the Lord promised him, he promises us, that he will make us fishers of men. He will give us the words. And in verse 7, he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Um, and you kind of just think, um, what wonderful words. You know, what, um, why didn't I say those words? But the reality is, uh, 
with all the experienced fishermen and fisherwomen, uh, we have been given the words. We know, we, we you know, there have be, been times when we've gone out and spoken and thought, you know, it's almost like an outer body experience because I had no idea I was going to say that. And, uh, and I, um, and it kind of just really gives you a buzz, almost as a third person listening into the conversation because we didn't even know those, those types of words, but we had the perfect words at the perfect time. And, and I guess what Peter was saying to him is, I don't have what you want, but I have what you need. I don't have the money you want, but I have the miracle that you search for. I have this fulfillment that you search for, you know, this kind of, um, this adventure to kind of go on. And in verse 9, and all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and it says, and they were filled with wonder and amazement. Remember at the beginning how, you know, they kind of said to the Lord, we'll just go wherever you, you're going. We just want to see what you're going to do because we just want to see the reaction on people's faces. That's the adventure. I just want to see the reaction. And that's the reaction they got, filled with wonder and amazement. Um, in verse 11, as the lame man which was uh, healed held Peter and John, it says, all the people ran together unto them in the portion which is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, you men of Israel, why marvel you at this? Or why look you so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? And um, you know what Peter's kind of, kind of saying is, we are nobodies. You know, Peter, he wasn't faked out. He knew how all this began. And, uh, you know, Peter's having the, the craziest, I don't know how, how long this period is, whether it's uh, a month or a couple of weeks, but it's been the craziest two weeks of Peter's life, you know, uh, from the things that he's kind of seen. And so, uh, you know, this... This freckled, unlikely team is experiencing the most amazing things together. Peter and John working together. And, um, and you kind of think, you know, Peter's kind of saying here that uh, we are, we are the unlikely team. But how amazing is this, John? You can just imagine as things are happening, uh, this man is being healed. People are marveling. People are rushing over, running over to them. And you know, uh, you're just kind of thinking, this is a memory that will stay with us together. You know, Peter and John looking at each other, just thinking, wow. You know, I thought the last two weeks were good. But it's just getting better and, and better and better. And so um, I just kind of want just a little bit of a, a study on these two men, you know, Peter and John. That, uh, you know, Peter, he always, going through the Gospels, always seemed to be the one that presented more confident. He'd always be the one that would speak first and, but 50% of the time he put his foot in it. And, um, and so he's just kind of thinking, now I'm saying every, all my words are perfect. That kind of, that problem has kind of gone away. I mean, he was a professional, professional fisherman, but there's no record of him ever catching a fish in the scriptures. And that would have played on his mind as to, uh, here I am a fisherman, but never have I ever caught a fish. And I think there was two times when the Lord saved him out of that. I think there's one in, in Luke, and I think the other one is in John 21, where he went out twice and got nothing. Um, and of course, he has the title of the one that denied the Lord. But all of this is being mended. All of this is being reversed. 
because he's realizing that his calling is not a natural thing. I don't need to prove myself. God will make me the fisher of men. And, and then, you know, maybe I can appeal to the young John. Um, he was, a, he seemed to be a quieter guy, a shyer type, maybe less confident, one that's, you know, stuck by the Lord really closely. Um, very rarely do you hear John speak through the gospels. I think he speaks in Luke 9. And then he speaks at the Last Supper and says, who is it, Lord, that's going to deny you? But that's all you hear about in dialogue. That's all that John says through the Gospels. Um, and he never rebuked Peter. As much as Peter picked on him, you never hear of him kind of rebuking him. So you kind of think he's quite a quiet soul. But here he is, in the greatest of the fishes of men. Wherever the action is, John just wants to be there. And he wants to learn, you know, whatever the Lord has uh, for them. And, and I, like I mentioned before, it looks like all the differences they had between them were really coming from Peter's side, not John's side. Um, but here they are finding their confidence in Acts chapter 3, finding their voice, their boldness. They've been given the words. They're understanding what it is to become fishers of men as the, as the Lord's giving them all, those, uh, all that skill. Um, Let's keep going. Verse, chapter 4, verse 1. In verse 1 it says, And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. In verse 3, And they laid their hands on them in a bad way. And uh, verse 4, Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men was about 5,000. So it kind of puts you in that kind of scene. We've had Pentecost. You know, we've had 120 receive the Holy Spirit. Peter's got up, he's spoken, 2,000 more have come. And then, you know, he's lifted up this man with these words that the Lord gave him and seen this man stand up in his own strength, seen people rushing towards him. So you can imagine a crowd of 5,000 people around you. And, um, and who knows if there were another 1,000 that just followed from Pentecost. So there's 6,000 and maybe another 1,000 watching. You've got 7,000 people around you. Um, you're kind of thinking, this is quite an adventure. This is, uh, this is, this is something. This fishers of men job is pretty, pretty fulfilling, you know, uh, type of thing. And, um, and so, uh, they're almost kind of thinking that we're invincible. Bring it on. What a life. This is amazing. And then it says, and, and then Annius the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander. And as many of the kindred of the high priests were gathered together in Jerusalem, they brought the whole team. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? And then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, the fisher of men, the Lord speaking on his behalf, said unto them, you rulers of the people, nor the elders of Israel. You know, and he, go, he goes on to give them these inspired words of the Holy Ghost about uh, this man Jesus Christ. You know, the one you know, ends with, you know, there's no other name under heaven by which men shall be saved, but the name of Jesus Christ. And you're just kind of thinking, you are the same guys that I deny the Lord to. You know, I've, I've kind of ticked that off. I've fixed that up. That used to condemn me, and now the Lord has, you know, kind of he's, he's ticked that off for me. In verse 13, and when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus, beholding the man which was healed standing with them, 
they could say nothing against it. You know, you will confound, you know, even the wise of this world as you are fishers of men. And so it goes on, it says here in verse 19, but Peter and John asked and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than God, you, you be the judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And verse 23, and being let go, they went in their own, went to their own company and reported all that the chief priest and the elders had said unto them. And you can, we've all been there when the most amazing thing has happened. A multitude of fishes, something impossible, something miraculous, something thrilling. And, and they go back to their assembly and they say, you, I've got to tell you this story. You wouldn't believe it. I don't know why we say that. You wouldn't believe it. Because the Lord says, believe that all things you know, shall be possible unto you. But we know that. We, you know what I'm saying. But you can, you can really feel a sense of a little, you know, a lot of rejoicing and a little bit of boasting in there as well. But doesn't that, doesn't that kind of instant really burn in our heart, the fire, when the Lord sets us on this wonderful adventure? We see things that, Really reserved only for the elect to see and that, uh, and, uh, that we're inspired to. So, uh, time is up, but, uh, let us get out there and let us be fishers of men. Let us get on and uh, take up the adventure that the Lord called us to be on. Amen. 